Welcome to Tech on Toast. The Tech on Toast podcast is powered by REMS Hospitality, using market data to grow your revenue. To find out more about Tech on Toast, head over to our website, techontoast.community, where you can listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our blogs, and search for the latest hospitality tech in our marketplace. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Tech on Toast. Uh, this week we are meeting the lovely Simon Drake, general manager of the other house. Uh, Simon, say hello. Simon, say hello. How are you? I'm good. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you for coming to join us. No, it's our pleasure. We're in a, and actually, this is quite nice today because we're in, we're in person. It's the first time we've done a podcast for Tech on Toast with a real-life human in the room. There you go. Well, I'm delighted I'm your first. <laughs> yes. And that's the way this conversation may go, I'm sure. Uh, so before we get into our little chat about tech in general, um, tell us a bit about you, Simon. Uh, what have you done? How, have you been in hostility all your life? Uh, yes, I have, indeed. Um, back at the age of 16... Um, Seeing so my, we're going way back. So we're going way back. I mean, this is a good ten years. Um, seeing my uh, seeing my godfather driving around a very shiny Bentley, and me saying to him at the age of sixteen, "I mean, what do you do to be able to get that?" And he said, "His his response to me of oh, I well, I own and run hotels, and I worked in hospitality all of my life, and I decided that was it. So I was sold by a shiny car. Um, I'm now at the stage where I could." Probably buy the alloy wheels of it, but uh, you know maybe the Bentley will occur before retirement takes place. But I've worked through my career attempting to tick as many boxes that I felt is important. You know, dealing with volume, dealing with high end, dealing with quirky, dealing with luxury, dealing with international, and I want to tick as many boxes as possible. During the COVID process, um, I, I made pretty much the decision that I was done with hospitality. Wow. And I was going to sell everything up and we were going to move to the south of France and open a little Jeep business and everything would be great. And we'll get some goats and chickens and all of that kind of the good life stuff, but in the south of France from a weather, uh, weather perspective. And um, then I had a call and this person said to me, I, I really want you to meet this lady that's founded this incredible hospitality business. And I, I remember saying very bluntly, you know, it's not for me. It's not the direction I want to go in again. I'm done with hotels. I think hotels will never be the same post-COVID for years. And that rat race element is not my bag anymore. And uh, this person I knew very well that happens to have been one of the PR consultants at the time for um, the present CEO and founder said to me, I, I, I really think you need to meet this lady um, as I just think you will click. Um, so I relented and I said, fine, send my CV through, let's have a conversation. And, uh, you know, 24, 40 hours later, this, this, my phone went off and this voice said to me, I understand that it would be beneficial for you and I to meet. That was August. I started in September and here we are today. And we've just met this lady. You have very briefly, uh, Naomi, Naomi Heaton, and she is a force, isn't she? Without the shadow of a doubt. The, um, you know, we, we've all bought into the brand. We've all bought into the other house. For the first time in my career, I can say that I get up in the morning not for the brand. I get up in the morning for the inspiration that she gives all of us to create something so revolutionary and different from anything else in hospitality. And, I, and actually, we'll come back to that because we just had a chat off air about leaders and people who work around in hospitality but it's a nice segue into what is the other house what are you guys offering i suppose that is different so 
10 years ago, our CEO and founder, Naomi Heaton, realized there was a gap in the marketplace. That gap in the marketplace was bringing long-term residential rental into more of a hospitality environment. She realized through her previous business that, that she still has a significant part of as chairman, which is London Central Portfolio, which is a long-term residential rental business, that more and more of these properties they were buying and refurbishing and looking after and renting. And the residents and, and, and people renting had more and more demands on the effect of we'd like food and beverage, we'd like spa facilities, we'd like concierge. And so there was a realization 10 years ago, all we're doing is creating rental facilities in uh, with with hotel style facilities. We're essentially renting hotel bedrooms. Hence, the other house was born. And there was a fantastic amount of depth given between her and our, our managing director, Hugh Best, of how can we take this to the new level and launch something so special where we're amalgamating that transitional hotel business with the long-term residential for stay as long as you like, check in for a year tomorrow morning, check in for three years, have your own address in London. And in line with that, the whole ethos of we're going to do non-residential membership. There are many private members clubs across London and very well-known chains that many people think we're affiliated with. And I'm going to say bluntly right now, we're not. <laughs> and and taking those three different demographical elements of long-term residential, the short-term transient hotel business, and that private members facility with, without residential, and putting it together under one roof, hence the other house was born. Allowing people to have a genuine base and other property, meaning people check in for a year and have their own address. None of our hotel bedrooms are going to be listed as room number 514 on the fifth floor. Every room will have its own address at the other house. Your app platform will have your own business card with your address on it that you can share and drop to anybody else that you come into contact with so they can post or message or contact you at your address in London. This allows those international and national workers that aren't necessarily based in the city to have their own pied-à-terre. Those people that have chosen the Airbnb option and that, that go on right move and relocate from the States or from Munich or wherever across the world and decide we're going to go and live in London or work, work is relocating me. This gives people the opportunity of saying, actually, I can have my own address at the other house. And it's not Airbnb and right move. It's somewhere where I get 24 hours security, where all of my external bills, council tax, water, rates, electric are all taken care of. And I have access to incredible facilities and amazing experiences, which are is completely part of the bread and butter piece. We're looking at creating experiences that take hospitality to a completely new level. And I'm conscious that we'll probably touch base on that a bit more on the 15th of March when we are joining you on stage. Oh, yes. Another good segue. So, that, that yes, on the uh, 15th of March, we have Rooms 101 coming up, uh, which is going to be a spectacular event down at the Hard Rock Hotel in London. We, have, we are very fortunate to have yourself and Naomi joining us on the day, uh, which uh, should be quite a controlled, measured chat. About I mean, that, that'll, be, that'll be totally peaceful and nothing, nothing that will disturb <laughs> anyone's opinion on hospitality. Look, we wake up every morning and our whole ethos behind our business is how do we disrupt what's already been done? I don't employ people because they have years of experience doing the same job and there's been steady promotion i purely will always recruit people off the back of the personality that they've got i want a team of individuals that are like-minded from an aspiration perspective but will always challenge what's always been done one of the most exciting things about what we are doing in the hospitality industry is experiencing 
and delving into things that have never actually yet been properly and fully experienced. We're looking at doing something different every single day. And, you know, before we before we came on to the recording on air, we talked a little bit about the recruitment process. Right from the beginning, all the way through people's onboarding and training and future path with us, we're building elements into it. So we have to have people that consistently want to be outside of the box. There's never going to be a situation where you'll walk up to our reception desk, firstly, because we don't have one. But as a guest, you're never going to have the opportunity to walk up to a reception desk and say, I'd like to speak to the manager. And the response will be, no problem. Let me get the person that's the duty manager or let me get my boss, etc." Every single team member in that building will be empowered to solve whatever you bring to them then and there. And I love the fact that when I asked you just before we talked about recruitment, I said to you, oh, how's recruitment going? And if I ask probably nine out of 10 brands right now, how's recruitment going? Then the normal answer is, oh my God, it's horrific. Uh, we can't keep people. People aren't showing up for interviews, all that, all those kind of answers. But yours was the opposite, right? And I think yeah, um, so I, I put it's a, interesting. I put, a, I put a couple of roles. Um, you know, our roles have been coming on and off LinkedIn and various different hospitality websites um, for the last four weeks. And when I put up a role and about two weeks ago, we had 476 applications in the first week. Wow. And the difference between us and many people in the hospitality industry is I will respond to everybody. It might not necessarily be the response that you want from someone <laughs> applying for a job, but if they've taken the time to attach their CV and press send, it's important for us to take the time to read and send them a response. I've lost count throughout my career and through the careers of many people that I'm attached to, close friends of mine in the industry, who've got so frustrated during COVID and various other times where they've applied for 50, 60, 70 jobs. A close friend of mine is a food and beverage manager in London, has applied for 50 jobs across the world, has heard back from five, maybe six. One of the most talented people that I know and has finally got into a fantastic role internationally overseas away from the UK. But our inability as people to respond to people because we know that's not the right CV, they're not going to fit, so I'll just ignore it. That is not the image that I ever want us to portray at the other house. And that is not hospitality, right? Not in the slightest. It doesn't matter whether you work in, we were saying, casual dining, pub, hotel, luxury, whatever. I said just treating people how they should be treated is on number one, you know, uh, where we should be. And I think I missed the strap line. I was talking before about you can, uh, I think this, on your website it says you can stay a day or you can stay a year. I love that. And I think that's what really resonated with myself and Kieran when we first met you guys. And just arriving today, we're in Rathbone Place at your office. The experience already is seeping through your office, down the phone, on the vid- on the Zoom call we had. It, it's something that's really tangible, isn't it, that you guys are trying to create? Absolutely. Everything we do in every part of our business, and we're all, we always challenge ourselves in the office. You know, we had a conversation yesterday where on site in South Kensington, as in all of our properties when it opens, in the staff area and the team area by the canteen, et cetera, et cetera, and out by the changing rooms, we're going to create, you know, the company tree on the wall so everyone can see who everybody is, what role they do and pictures. So when people are walking around the business and, you know, you're a newbie on day one, who's that person I've just bumped into? Oh, I can see that person's the director of sales or that person's this. And my whole ethos behind that is we're going to turn that company tree upside down. And, you know, we had a conversation yesterday where I said to Naomi and to Hugh, you know, you guys are the roots. So you're actually going to be at the bottom of the hierarchical tree that's going to go up. Because every time you see a hierarchy tree in whatever industry it is, you've got general manager, CEO, MD at the top, 
all the way down. And those people that are actually the most significant guest and customer impacting person is always at the bottom of the tree. Without them, the business fails. You can actually take out the CEO and the general manager and the MD. And if you've recruited the right person and the right people to do your frontline jobs, essentially the building will still open and operate. The flip side of the coin is you take out the guest relations team and the chefs and the kitchen porters and the housekeepers. Your business stops immediately. So they're the ones that are important. They're the ones that are at the top of the tree. They're the leaves, or we are, are the branches and the boughs and the roots. I love it. And, I, and just to take your analogy further, I was always told I was the roots of all evil at work. So it makes sense why I was always well, at the top I've, of the I've, tree. I've, I've met you twice now and I, I'm gathering a certain appreciation for that. <laughs> Right, and apart from your glowing personality and a very strong recommendation, actually, from a good friend of ours, Craig Prentice, we have to give him a a shout-out, we want to chat to you about tech outside of the house because there's something really interesting that you guys are approaching or already started a process on, and it's going to impact your guest experience in a a huge way. Tell us about what you're doing. So the app platform that we have had commissioned, and this is, I mean, this is 12 months of production. This isn't something that's been popped together in 30 days with bolt-on pieces off the shelf from different apps and different processes that are already out there. This is a complete brand new app platform that's been designed that integrates um, with um, our property management system. And to give, me a, to give you a bit of background on that, most host hospitality products and hotels will have a number of APIs integrating into their property management system. From my time and my experience across property properties, that's normally between 10 and 15. We as a business have 42 API systems integrating into our property management system. Because we believe as one of our main cornerstones of our business, the more that we integrate into our property management system and the more that we integrate into our app allows our residents the more control they have over their stay. I remember a little while ago, someone said to me, is this a luxury property? And my response when everyone, anyone asks me that kind of question is, well, what do you think luxury is? And many people say, well, it's, you know, it's really fancy and there's lots of service and that kind of thing. And luxury to me isn't that. Luxury to me is the ability to have the luxury of choosing how much service you want given to you. And therefore being in control through an app such as ours allows you to mitigate as much or as little of the interaction as you require. Yes, you can walk in the front door and you can check in with one of my fantastic house jacks or guest relations team stood with an iPad in the lobby waiting for you. Or you can check in online. You can check in on the app, in the taxi, on the way from the airport. You can walk in the front door, walk straight to the lift and the app will call the lift for you. So you don't need to put your bags down. You'll get in, it'll take it to the right floor because it recognizes your phone and you walk in your door. Obviously the app will open the door for you as well. So there's no interaction with human beings if you don't choose there to be. And someone that interviewed me a little while ago said, well, isn't that the basis of hospitality actually providing a service and being there to reach people's expectations? The ability of change and seeing change over the last five, 10 years of people's desires shifting from actually, I don't want so much interaction. And COVID has done nothing but heightened that. I don't want to check in at the front desk and be given a metal key or even a plastic key that's been passed to me by somebody else's hand. You know, Many people are out there with that point of view. It's not necessarily my point of view, 
but the opportunity of luxury and hospitality is by giving people the option to not have that if they don't want it. And I love the fact, and I remember going back to COVID, actually, one of the worst things about COVID was queuing in Tesco's car park. Now, you'll bear with me where I'm going on this. I'm not comparing these to Tesco's. Uh, but Tesco's, that's a, that's a shop. Yes, it's a shop in the north. Um, but so <laughs> queuing in Tesco's car park for our food. And the one thing I hate, and I think most people hate about hospitality, is waiting. Waiting to order, Absolutely. waiting to check in, waiting to check out, waiting to pay your bill, whatever it might be. And I think what you're giving there is personalization and Tesco. control yeah. uh, to the guests, which... British they pub, want the British public key more than anybody else. Nobody likes it though. Uh, we're just we well do behaved. it. We do it because you know there's that whole habit piece habitually of well there's a queue so I'll join it. There was a study done across London where queues just were started on the pavement by one of the universities in London just to see how long it take before people would ask what the queue was and then just join on the back of it. To me. That whole ethos and that whole thought process is years and years of integration in our society. But what we're offering is people the control and the choice, the choice that I'll have as much or as little interaction as possible. And to talk a little bit more about our app platform, it offers people control throughout the whole building. Because of the key and the app that's built into your phone, that you'll download, you can access everywhere that is the members and the residents area in the building. Let me tell you a little bit about the members in the residence area. We view our product as the onion. The core of that onion is your personal space. That's your club flat, what you would call in the hotel, your bedroom. We call them our club flats, our club studios, because, you know, they're little kitchenettes. There's a little kitchenette built into this studio where you walk in, you've got a lounge area, a kitchenette area, and then a separate bedroom area, etc. So we're building these little kitchenettes. They are not hotel bedrooms as such. And we're giving people the control of... Everything they want to do in their club flat can be down to how much control they want. If I want to set the air conditioning on the app on my phone whilst I'm laying down next to the swimming pool, or I'm in the taxi on the way back from work, and I want to set the temperature of what my bedroom is going to be, then that's fine. You can do that. You're in control. If I want to turn my lights on and off, you can do that. You're in control. And then we look at how we can take it a step further. We're operating housekeeping light, L-I-T-E. Housekeeping light, well, you know, it's, it's, it's the fat-free version of housekeeping. If you were living somewhere as you are at home, unless you're incredibly wealthy, you don't have a lady come around and does your cleaning every single day of the week or someone that comes and does your ironing and makes your bed every single morning unless you're, you're spoiled and you're still at home with mum and dad and there's that kind of relationship. But, you know, we don't, we don't operate that in a society and that's your ultra-high net worth, which is not the demographic that are going to come and stay with us anyway. And so consequently, we allow those residents coming to live in our building the ability to be in control and book housekeeping through the app. I want to book housekeeping for next Thursday morning. I want a light version where my bins get changed and my bathroom gets cleaned. And that's X price. But the week after, I've got some friends coming to see me and we're going to have dinner in the flat and they're going to stay for a few hours and we might watch a film, etc. So I think it's probably important that the bathroom's done and my floors are mopped and, and the kitchen's given a deep clean. And you can choose that through the app. Wow. So it's bespoke housekeeping. It's complete bespoke housekeeping, choosing the level of service you require through the app. And obviously people will say, well, that's going to be an operational nightmare. No, because the timescales that we will allow, you know, you've got to book it 72 hours in advance. You can't on the morning of say, I want housekeeping this afternoon. You can, but there will be an appropriate surcharge. And then many people have questioned me and said, well, it's going to get more and more expensive. You're going to price yourself out the market. No, because our initial price that we're going to sell that room to you at and that club flat is going to be sold to you 
at a competitive price, that's very much in line with the market. But the quality of the environment that you will have over there in South Kensington is not matched by any other product, particularly in that part of town. Wow. It is is going to be revolutionary, isn't it, I suppose? Because it's, I think, uh, personalization, I've talked about it a lot over these podcasts the last few months, is everybody wants it and, and you can get it very quickly now. And it's the reason the hostile industry, in my mind, has to move a bit quicker uh, because it needs to understand that and actually use all the data they have and use all the, the technology they can use to their advantage to actually get these benefits. But you're starting off with that in your back pocket exactly. anyway. So you're kind of That's out of the gate. strategy. This is where we're coming from. We're going to be the market leaders. We haven't even opened the front door and I've already got two very well-known key UK chains reaching out to us for advice and support on how they can integrate stuff. And we haven't even opened. Wow. But people read and see what we're doing and want and know what it's going to happen and want to be able to follow the trend because it's going to lead it. How many times have you checked into a hotel, whether it's in the UK or internationally, and you've thought, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to use the gym in the pool. And you get down there and the kids the, the, the kids are everywhere in the pool and you can't get in the facility. And the gym, you walk in and there's only two treadmills and one punching bag. And there's four people already queuing around the punching bag to get on the treadmills. So we heat map every part of the building. So you choose by going on your app on your phone to see how many people are downstairs, how busy is that element of the business going to be at this time, and thus make the decision, actually, now's the right time I can go downstairs. It's brilliant. And, and you that, can tell that I use the gym, obviously, because we're very close to each other. It's here. like looking in a mirror. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're in a situation where, you know, I talked a little bit about the onion. That personal space is the core of the onion. And the next sort of, the next part out of the onion, the slightly ne- the bulkier bit is is our members and our residence areas. So those private members clubs that we've got built into the building, private members lounges, private members wellness facilities that are available to our non-residential members and those residents that are living in the building. And then we've got the outer part of the onion, the public space where everyone can go, where you can walk in off the street and come to our incredible Owl and Monkey private cocktail bar walking off the street, go and use it, looking down into our members area. So you're going to have the green eye monster routine because you look down there thinking, what's going on down there? Oh my God, that looks exciting, but I can't access it. Yeah, that's not nice. I've been there looking through the window. It's um, it's not a good feeling, is it? And who's built this for you? I mean, because this is a quite a, well, you just said 42 APIs. It's not a small job. Which person are you so giving a headache to? We've we've worked with an incredible guy called John Watson from a company called Root B. And John's background has been across hospitality and many other, many other elements of IT. And the reason we chose John to work with John, and, you know, many people joke in situations like that, is you, you punt this kind of thing out, you get all the quotes in, and you choose the cheapest one. And it isn't necessarily that for us. Bear in mind, we're spending significantly more on our product than we necessarily could have done with our contractors but because we want it to be the most ethical and sustainable product we're having better quality windows thicker walls bigger doors stronger doors so we're investing in the product because long time we want our carbon footprint to be as minimal as possible and that was similar to our choice of people that we walk work with from a consultant's perspective and john's whole basis is i want to do something different He's got fingers in every pies that we want to be attached to. And finding a specialist that's a generalist in every area from app building through to implementation of interactive TV systems, through to property management systems that link into hotels, through to phone systems, through to online ordering and booking systems. Finding someone that can do all of that and bring it all together is tough. 
there are many IT specialists out there, but they specialize in one or two of all of those areas. We've been incredibly lucky to be able to work with Group B who bring all of that in-house and have brought all of that together for us. It's nice. Ruby will be very happy with that shout out. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Your check is in the post. <laughs> and what do you think generally then? Because so obviously tech is slowly but surely re- coming into the industry. And we've in the, my background is casual dining and it's, it's really kind of, it's a wash with tech right now. Yeah. But in the hotel space, do you think it's a good thing? Is there a balance to be had? Or do you think, because you're talking about, you know, no reception desk, you're talking about, you know, uh, people in lobbies probably checking themselves in and running up to their room, which actually would work for me perfectly. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think uh, the industry needs this, is ready for this? I think the ability of slow travel and maximising what you do in one place has massively changed during COVID. Instead of business companies and business people being sent from America and Europe to do lots of little trips into London, there will be a lot more of slow travel. Let's get as much in as possible in that period of time. And people want to be able to minimise interactions so they are in control. And remember, as I said, we have the team there. You can have as much interaction with them as possible, but we are allowing you to say, do you know what? It's my house. No one greets me at my front door every single day, lets me in and walks me across and shows me how to walk up my door stairs. <laughs> Remember, we're building a residential members club. We're not building a hotel. And we want people to treat this as their home, as their house. So much so that from a tech perspective, we're building in the belief and the knowledge right through every product we're doing all the way through that we are not naive enough to think that people do not come to London, stay in a hospitality hotel environment and not order food to be delivered from very well-known delivery platforms. (laughs) So we facilitate that. You know, the size of our property allows us to have a separate address 50 yards along from our our main front doors where there is delivery boxes and hot boxes and electronic boxes that have been specifically designed for us so that that delivery partner will have the address there and not the front door of the hotel or the residence club. So they'll come in that separate entrance. They'll come to an area where there are lockers. They will have had a push message on their phone because it's integrated with us saying, put it into box number five, type in this code. When you've done that, and as soon as they've typed the code in, it sends a message to the resident upstairs saying, your food or your Amazon parcel or your DPD delivery is downstairs in box number five and the code is this. Go downstairs at your leisure to get your food or your package or your parcel. Wow. Nando's in a luxury environment. Nando's in a luxury environment. <laughs> Sounds go. like heaven. And, and and what about, um, you talked about house jacks, and I was listening to some of you, the way you described some of your team before. Um, what is a house jack? So a house jack is our entire front of house, front, front desk, all the way through to food and beverage team. Our people on the ground floor are house jacks because they are jacks of all trade. You know, when you get a job as a receptionist in London and you arrive and having seen it and had the part of the process for many, many years, you know, this is the computer system. This is how you check someone in. This is a reg card. Why would you have them do that when I want people to be amalgamated into so many different roles that my house jacks will arrive on day one and won't learn anything about bedrooms? They'll arrive on day one and they'll find out how to be a master barista over the next four to five days using some of the most incredible technologically advanced coffee machines working with the most incredible sustainable coffee supply that we've taken weeks and weeks to hand select. That's part of day one for coming in as a house jack. The add-on piece is the technical piece. Sure, we're going to teach you how to check somebody in, how to check somebody out, how to extend their stay. 
but I want to teach you things that are going to allow you to interact in other departments of the building. I want to teach you how to make a cosmopolitan. When have you checked into a hotel and the person behind the reception desk is the person that's making you a margarita two hours later? Never. That, that <laughs> to me, is facilitating the integration. And it's tough. A lot of people out there in our hotel industry have talked a good game about we're going to train our team to do more than one role. We're doing it from scratch. So it is easy for us. But I'm also very aware that people are going to be looking and saying, can they make it work? Yeah, but I, I think the guest doesn't care. I think the guest, when they come into whatever property, whether, again, anywhere across hospitality, is expecting a service because you advertised that on Instagram, you said this on your website, you said you could do this. They don't really care. So I think if you can educate and train the team to do everything, it just allows you to be that full-on ecosystem of hospitality where people can say, see their bartender who, who checked them in this morning is awesome, right? And I just think it, it is the way forward. I think across all businesses, I think it's really interesting. And we are running out of time. I'm very aware of this. I blame you, basically, Simon. You talk far too much. Um, so, Sam, what about you? What is the year hold? So you've got two properties opening, is that right? So South Kensington is 23rd of May for soft opening with a hard opening and our opening party for the first property at the beginning of June. Um, I'm sure there'll be an invite in the electronic post. Um, I'll download the app. I'll do whatever I need to do. Just, tell, just, just send one. I'll turn up and ask for a job, anything. Um, we've then obviously already purchased the property in Covent Garden, which is an incredible site. Um, you know, the entire product and building next door to the Lysing Theatre where Lion King is. Uh, it's seven properties in one. Um, planning permission has been approved in the last two, three weeks. That's incredibly exciting. Um, the opportunity of... And bear in mind, these properties are built specifically for the neighbourhoods they're going into. Our ethos is not about building from scratch. Our ethos is about taking older properties that have not necessarily been looked after and making them come back to life whilst being the most sustainable and ethically produced hospitality product we can possibly do. You know, we've got fantastic backers with APG, the fifth largest pension fund in the world, and their eco-credentials are, are second to none. And we fully intend to support that all the way through. But Covent Garden, we're looking at early 2024. Um, but who knows? Maybe as the way things are going at the moment, not that I can talk about our acquisitions in too much detail, maybe Covent Garden will actually be property three. But that's something that I can't necessarily share at this time. But the scope for development is massive. You know, we've already got property people looking at property across Europe. We've got another three, four opportunities across London, giving us a footprint of six or seven in the capital Whilst we're then looking already at Manhattan and New York, Miami, as well as, you know, Southeast Asia, such as Singapore, Shanghai, possibly Dubai, and then some of the gateway cities in Europe, whether it be Barcelona, Munich, Milan, etc. So what we intend to do in a fairly short period of time um, is what many privately owned properties have taken 10, 20, 30 years to do. You know, it's very rare to find a company that's already bought two, nearly three assets hasn't even opened the first one but there is such a belief and there has been such a tremendous amount of following with people saying what you're doing is incredible i want to be part of it you know we hadn't even opened our opportunity for people to join our membership to be non non you know non-residential members and i've already sold half of it by people just reaching out to me and my team bear in mind the website only launched this week but prior to our website finding us on linkedin and saying we've heard what you're doing how do we get membership Wow. That fills me with confidence that this is going to be an incredible success. And, and I just need to correct myself as well that um, I, when I said South Kent, I meant Miami <laughs> for the opening party. <laughs> just to get that clear. Um, and, and what are you looking forward to most? I suppose you've got, you know, I mean, you've got a manic 
well, career sounds like ahead of you with this with this brand. What, what are you looking forward, forward to? to? What I'm looking forward to most: um, opening the front doors and seeing people working in it, walking in it, experiencing it. From our website, you will see just by looking at our bedrooms and by looking at our ground floor areas, this is not cookie cutter. This is not your chain property. This is not even a smaller family style lifestyle property. This is something very different. This is your other house. Wow. And on that note, we'll leave it. So Simon, if people want to get hold of you, how can they find you? They can reach out to us through otherhouse.com or uh, anyone's very welcome to reach out to me directly at simon at otherhouse.com. And you can see Simon live on stage on the 15th of March at the Hard Rock Hotel. And Naomi. Delighted we managed to get the boss involved. So she and I will be there. Very much looking forward to it. Your last last event at Hard Rock uh, went down um, incredibly well. I've had nothing but positive feedback. And the opportunity for us to play a small part of it, um, you know, it's very gracious of you. And we really appreciate your time. Oh, Simon, you are lovely. Well, thank you very much. That was Tech on Toast, and that was Simon Drake uh, from The Other House. If you haven't seen The Other House, you can go and find them on theotherhouse.com and check out what these guys are up to. If not, come and see them live on stage on the 15th of March. Cheers. Bye-bye. Say bye, Simon. Many thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next week to find out who we've got coming up, or you can go and check out techontoast.community to find out more about what we're up to. Have a great week. Thank you.